We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Hello and welcome to the Rotoviz College Football Fantasy Podcast, your place for all things Debbie, college DFS and college football betting advice, and some unabashed homerism. I'm your host, Stéphane LeCoe, joined by my co-host, Matt Wispay. You can find us over on Twitter at WispyTheKid, and I am Lacoe. You can listen to us anywhere you find podcasts. You can find us on the Rotoviz Radio main feed. Otherwise, you can find us, uh, College Football Fantasy Podcast is our home base. We come out usually a day early. Uh, there. So if you wanted to get those betting lines uh, that, that we're talking about on the show, you want to you wanted to subscribe. Well, subscribe to both, obviously, because uh, you can get ours early. And Rotoviz Radio main feed has so much other good stuff, like the College to Canton podcast. Matt, how you doing? A little plug there. You like that? <laughs> how you doing, man? I mean, that's a little traitorous, but uh, I'm good. I'm tired. I'm been awake way too long today. Um, I'm generally good though, because it's a big week for uh, Ohio State football, which means is I'm not really. I mean, to be I mean, honest with you, are you even is... slightly nervous about the not not covering? Obviously, that we can talk about that. Are you nervous at all about beating Michigan State? Kinda. What? I'm always a. There. Here's the thing. 2015 happened. Okay. The, okay. Arguably the most talented Ohio State team that has ever taken the field. Got beat by Michigan State. Anything can happen. Um, Sure. So I'm a little, I'm always a little bit nervous. Heck, I was nervous-ish before Purdue. Um, And to be honest with you, my numbers don't have Ohio State as like a runaway favorite in this game against Michigan State. So uh, I'm not going to completely overlook them while I I do think Ohio State will win. It's a little uneasy. Um, okay, that's fair. But that's fair. I mean, so we've been off now for two weeks. Um, yeah, or we've been well, off we for missed, a week. Yeah, we 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 missed last week. We missed yeah. a week. Um, 
So coaching world went crazy. Yeah. Um, everyone's getting fired. And, but the cliche question of this week is, should Dan Mullen get fired? Um, no. I mean, I mean, I can see both sides of it. I could understand. Uh, like recruiting hasn't been good. Uh, clearly, there's problems with this team uh, having motivation to play once they are out of it. Uh, that seems to be a trend. Like once they don't have the SEC to play for or a national championship game to play for, they seem to check out. Um, so I get that that is a, a, a problem, a cultural problem, and you got to hold the coach accountable for it. To me, um, I think he won't get fired. I think they'll end up making a, a couple good uh, staff hires, um, one of the best defensive coordinators um, and slash worst head coaches just became available. So, uh, oh, I think he'd be happen. a terrible hire. Jimmy I think Lake? Jimmy Lake is a great football coach. I think he would be an atrocious hire. Okay. Because I think you desperately need someone who can recruit dudes. And I think you need specifically somebody who knows the Florida area really well. Um, Because if you're Florida, you can basically just recruit the state of Florida and you'll be be competitive. Yeah. Um, And I think while Jimmy Lake is an amazing football coach, I think there's a... uh, I think the job for him needs to be one where he's already with a great recruiter because he's not exactly an A-level recruiter. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I that's, I have heard point. some names. I've heard some names floated um, by people who know a couple of things. I will say that Dan Mullen very likely needs to win out. Otherwise, there's going to be some very real questions asked on this season. I think if Florida State beats them, and I do think that's at least a possibility, I think Dan Mullen is likely not the coach next year. But mostly the big thing about this one, I I think, is if he does keep his job, he has to get defensive coordinator right. And one thing that I've heard from, like I think Josh Pate was talking about this, is it's going to be hard to actually hire a good defensive coordinator because I do think there's a sense of is Dan Mullen entering his final season and do you want to go associate yourself with that last year? Sure. Or if you, if you're there and your part, your side of the football does okay, but you still don't win games. Maybe you get yourself uh, in line for a nice, uh, I mean, that's, it's an option that's, but I will like, so when I, what I'm referring to is Josh Pate went on this little thing that basically was Marcus Freeman was very much interested in taking the LSU defensive coordinator job last year. And one of the things that was basically said to him that ended up pushing him more towards Notre Dame was Ed Ogeron's on his final year and he probably won't be there the next year. So do you really want to take a one year gig? And mm. Yeah, he chose the security option. So I th- it's just stuff that's like that. I think Dan Mullen's going to have an interesting hire. Um, I think there's probably a few more firings left to happen. Um, yeah. And if if there are some good defensive coordinator or good defensive minds that become available, I think Florida's going to have their pick of the litter from that. Although I, I don't think it's... I think they need to win out. And I'm not positive they will win out. Do you think they need to win their bowl game? Because they got Missouri, and then they got Florida State. Do you think, and then to have a bowl game, do you think they need to win their bowl game in order 
for him to keep his job? No. If they win both games, I don't think so. Yeah, interesting. If they don't win both games, I think the decision will be made before the bowl game. Yeah. One way or yeah. the other. So. But oh, that's, good. that's all fun. You know what I Let's, don't want to do? I don't want to sit here and talk about, well, what if... What if Texas A&M wins out, but Alabama loses, and who's going to make it from Oklahoma State? And I hate all the conjecture and the speculation about all this shit that we have no idea what's going to happen. Let's just let them play and see what happens. Like I do want to get on the record, Cincinnati's not going to make it. Yeah, that's fine. Like I, I, I think way too much crazy shit would have to happen for Cincinnati to make it. That it makes it, it's just unlikely and improbable. And I totally agree with you. So yeah, like a lot would have to happen. A lot of teams would have to lose. Correct. And some would have to lose twice. <laughs> so yeah. So that is uh that. Let's do a quick run through. Since we we did put out picks last week, I put them out on Twitter. Yep. Um and our week before, uh, I know you really want to talk about your week 10 picks. <laughs> well, um I did great. I went seven and one. Um I hit nine units. I went nine and one with my units. Uh it was great. Um, and then last week I had a couple of pushes and then went one, two, three, four, and three. I just want to point out you were up seven units, but yeah. <laughs> is that how that, is that how math works? Well, I, I just happen to have a thing that tracks all these. Oh so. yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because I, they, they, were, the not juice. All, they were not plus 100 picks, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Then last week I had a winning record, but um, one of my picks that missed was, man, I was way off on that Boston College Georgia Tech game. Uh, that just one didn't factor in Jerkovich coming back and being healthy. Yeah, um, it was a miss. Oh well, uh, but unfortunately, that's where I put two <coughs> units on. Um, so that Dang. sucked. Um, looking back, I I feel like I should have put my I should have put more units on uh, Vatech. Um, that Utah at Arizona game. I wonder if Utah just kind of was walking through that game with Oregon on deck. Again, looking back, it's easy to to maybe speculate something like that. But man, Arizona played them really tough. Um, I don't think that's going to carry over into this game against Oregon. They have a lot to play for, obviously. Uh, so so I, I, I do expect that game to be very, very good, very competitive. Uh, we'll probably uh, talk about that game later. Uh, you, 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 again, you just keep making making money. I mean, on the unit, I did go on. I did go on a little bit of a losing streak. Uh, I had I think I had three straight weeks. No, I had two straight weeks of uh, subpar performance. So losing weeks Uh, in week 10, I went uh, five and five, but it ended up being minus one unit because uh, I lost my two unit play. um, And one of my wins was a half unit play. So not an ideal week, uh, that one. And then the next week, week 11, where I put my picks out, I went six and three. Um, although I had to sweat a couple of them, uh, Alabama, New Mexico state under 67 and a half. Holy cow. Was I sweating that one (laughs) because it looked like after the first quarter, Alabama, like wasn't marching up and down the field. And then they scored like 35 points in a quarter. Uh, that was awful. Western Kentucky and Rice uh, was one of my losses that actually really hurt my feelings because I'm pretty sure the only reason I lost was because Rice threw a pick like at their 20 yard line in the fourth quarter when they were already like done. 
So that made me annoyed. And yeah. uh yeah, and then Coastal Carolina, I'll be honest, that one was me following my numbers and I failed to adjust for the quarterback being out. So Well, yeah, I was gonna say McCall being out didn't didn't help. But. Yeah, them losing outright is uh they lost outright, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, so that I one was so. uh a bad bad pick on my part. I didn't factor that enough. And then Michigan money line, uh you say I just want to point out, you told me we have gone against each other four times this year and that I've won all of them. You took Michigan and I took Penn State. So okay, that's my first one. You got to win. Was, I was thinking of we we were on the opposite side of the Miami Florida State game, I think. Yeah. But and that yeah. game, that the end of that game frustrated me to no end. So Miami punts the ball and the the returner is standing at like the 15 yard line or something. And so all the Miami players run right to him. The ball bounces right next to them and then rolls 15 yards into the end zone. It's like run to the freaking goal line, turn around and stop the football. And then all of a sudden they would have had to go 98 yards. Of course it may not have mattered because the defense just could not slow them down at the end. But uh, I was pretty, pretty pissed off uh, at how that ended. If I'm honest. Yeah. I didn't think I was on the right side of that one. I will say Penn state, my numbers told me to bet Michigan. Um, But I was talking with our pal Jordan. That was a pure gut play. That was a, I just really feel like Penn state's going to win this. Didn't um, you create your model so that you didn't have to do that anymore? <laughs> just I mean, I it. still, every once in a while, it's fine. I get try it. Try and uh, adjust things and do them. Like, well, I wasn't going to take Michigan once they flipped to a favorite. And um, yeah, my, I, I felt like it was close. So, and to be honest with you, I was right. That game was really close. Uh, and I felt like there was enough variance that it was going to be a coin flip game. So, yeah. yeah. Shall All we right. uh, cut we'll over to our sponsors? sponsors? Yep. All right. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, that was exciting. Always good to hear from them. Um, I, I like pretending like I know what our ad is going to be. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. It's so much fun. Uh, but hey, let's let's get into it. All right. You have a lot of plays this week. I have less plays, but I'll start out with one. My only one on it, because we need to just talk about this game, uh, Michigan uh, Michigan State and can you Can Ohio you give State. me a second real quick? No. Picks of the week. It's the first time I've heard that in two weeks, three weeks. Sorry. I still couldn't hear it because my headphones aren't letting me hear the soundboard. So I was well, just watch, I was just watching the, the sound bar move. <laughs> I, mean, I respect it. Um, All right. We, yeah, let's get we into agree it. on this game. Um, so I'm going to just jump in with my two unit play. Um, Michigan State, Ohio State over 66 and a half. Uh, you can get it minus 110 over at MGM. Realistically, I'm pretty sure you can get that number anywhere at this point. Yeah. Um, Michigan State allows the like 30th highest success rate against the pass. They allow what was it? I saw they allow have allowed 39 explosive plays uh, through the air. They they're just a team that is pretty vulnerable to the explosive passing play, and Ohio State has not actually been hitting a ton of them in recent weeks, but early on when they're facing defenses that are a little more vulnerable to it, that's the type of thing that they hit. So I think this is a game where Ohio state kind of can score whatever they need. Um, and I think for this number to hit at 66, Ohio state probably needs to get to like 42. Um, Cause I do think their defense is going to do a little bit better job than Michigan did it slowing down Kenneth Walker to the point where he's not going to get 250 yards and five touchdowns, um, which is saying a lot. Um, but <laughs> I, I still think Michigan State's going to get into the mid to low 20s. And because of that, I just think that it's just going to be a high scoring game. And since I do have confidence that Ohio State is trying, I, to be honest, I think Ohio State is trying to turn it up a little bit and trying to not style points because they don't need it because unlike a Cincinnati that actually does need style points, Ohio state's getting in on brand if they went out, Mm -hmm. but I think they are here. They heard those criticisms. And I think specifically Ryan day heard the criticisms about not finishing in the red zone, not um, really not scoring enough. And I think that's where they're, they're looking to score 40 points and if it's anything like last week where their defense is going to play a little bit softer once they get a lead, I think this just turns into a high scoring game. And to be honest, if you're on the under on this one, boy, is that going to be a sweat that I am not okay with. So give me the under or give me the over here. Yeah. I'm with you for all the same reasons. I jumped into this one being like, I want to take Ohio state uh, team total over. Let's go see the numbers and look at it. It's like, Oh, uh, it was like right at 42 and a half. I was like, oh, I'm curious what Michigan State's at. And I saw Michigan State's. I was like, 
I think that both these teams easily hit these numbers. I think 66 and a half is too low. So I, I'm with you. I'm going to jump on uh, another one here because I've got uh, a few more on the board. 700 because, plays, yeah. Because I've got a couple of half units at the end that I want to uh, throw out there. Um, I really like this East Carolina team right now. Uh, they are really hitting their stride. They are playing really well. And I just think that um, four minus four is not enough. East Carolina, um, they are on the season seven and three against the spread. Navy is five and four. Uh, Navy has um, been playing a little bit better as of late, um, but they are coming off a, a 34 to six loss to Notre Dame. Um, they did beat Tulsa, but then they had uh, three losses in a row um, all by at least a touchdown. Um, so I, I think that that's just what's going to be in store. Uh, East Carolina, the pirates are six and oh, um, they've won. Yeah. They've won six straight against the spread. I like this team. They're, they're really, uh, like I said, um, hitting their stride right now. They are um, just a better team. I think Navy's going to be able to run the ball a little bit, but but not enough um, to to sway it. So uh, minus four didn't feel like too big of a number. I'd be willing to play it up to, to six, honestly. Um, I like what that play. It was one I looked at. Say? What do your numbers say? Uh, East Carolina minus 13 and a half. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> but my number to be clear, this is one of the teams that breaks my model. Navy okay. has Navy has been a team that I have undervalued every single week. So Well, I mean, that's the only reason it's their not record on my against board. the sp- their record against the spray spread suggests that maybe they should. I mean, I mean they're 5 and 4. I guess if you were betting against them every week, you'd be losing money, but um, they're not right. a good team, um, yeah. but they're not as bad as I have really put them out there. Um, I, this is strictly a my numbers play. Um, Cal, I believe, is an underperforming team or as an unlucky team. And I think Stanford is not a good team. Um, Cal projects as a slightly um, like right around average program. Uh, and with Chase Garbers returning this week, uh, I'm going to take them minus a point and a half against Stanford. My only real concern with this play and why it was almost taken off my board at the last second was because Tanner McKee really does make Stanford better. But even with that, Stanford's still missing um, some key players. So for me, this is one where my numbers have uh, Cal as a uh, six and a half point favorite, uh, even adjusting Stanford up with the return of uh, McKee. So... It, I don't love taking road favorites, but in this spot, give me Cal minus a point and a half. Yeah, that's a tough one uh, for me. I, I just, like you said, I don't know what Stanford team is going to show up here because the bad um, one. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> it's probably a, a safe bet. Um, I'm going to go to one that the number just really surprised me. Um, I told myself last time I did one of these, that it was like, if the number seems extremely off and terrible, uh, and I, I, like terrible isn't like it's great like i should be smashing this um i'm just gonna stay away because clearly clearly i don't know what i'm doing uh someone out there smarter than me uh so here's one of those numbers wake plus four and a half at clemson i don't understand this at all uh i don't know why wake is the underdog clemson has yeah clemson's won 10 in a row against wake Forest, but that's not the same team as what we're seeing this week not, not what have we talked about? What, what's one of Clemson's biggest problems offensively? 
scoring points. And why is it that we, what is one of the key reasons we've talked about for that, for, for that reason? DJ Ongole is underperforming and the wide receiving group is not good. Yeah. So the wide receiver is not good. Justin Ross out indefinitely. Frank Latson Jr. out for this season. Ngata out indefinitely. Spectre. I think all those COVID-19. might be positive. <laughs> well, I mean, all of your quote unquote best, most talented, most athletically gifted receivers Hold are. Hold up. Their most athletic. I, I'm just. I have to point. Aju Aju. Are you going? Aju Aju is their yeah. most athletically gifted wide receiver. Okay. Well, um, my point is they are short-handed. Like they're significantly outgunned in this game. Wake has been just absolutely incredible on offense. Um, I mean, they're averaging what's Wake averaging 37 uh, over 37 points a game. They're nice. compared to uh, Clemson only scoring 20 points. I I think Clemson's defense is gonna be tough for Wake. To, like I don't think Wake's putting up 37, obviously, um, which is why uh, the total is in the 50s, not the 60s. But to me, um, you've got two teams headed in different directions uh, all year. I think the wrong team is favored. I know it's gonna be um, it's at Clemson. I don't care. I'm taking Wake Forest plus four and a half. I'm tempted to go play the money line. But it's only plus 170. I'd rather just take the points in case they end up losing by a field goal or something. But I don't see Clemson running away with this. So uh, getting uh, four and a half just seems like great value here to me. My numbers have Clemson and give it, lay the points. Um, but it's it's close. Um, it's not one of my plays. I did look at it, though. Uh, I think Clemson is still the more talented team. I think that Wake is going to probably be hit with their hardest defensive game or their hardest game of the year on offense. I think whatever you are projecting Wake's offense to score, I would probably have it. Um, I think Clemson is still a top three defense, even if their offense is atrocious. So it to me, this one comes down to can Wake get enough stops? If they yeah. can get enough stops i do think then they can win this game outright but what's crazy is even if you have wakes points it's still right around what clemson averages on a weekly basis <laughs> it's just crazy no and i on clemson's not a good offensive team this year like clemson is basically a you're getting 20 something points but their defense is they're basically georgia's defense but a worse offense yeah the last thing i want to say is like i mentioned wake forest is has lost 10 in a row against Clemson. They are five and two against the spread in their last seven. So uh, they have been finding ways to cover. All right, let's move on. I we've spent enough time on that game. What? We should spend three more hours. Um, oh man. Uh, so I'm going to take Rutgers plus 17 and a half at Penn state. I just see Penn state is a markedly better team than Rutgers, but I do think Rutgers is kind of the, they're a good, bad team. Um, they play a lot of games a lot tougher than they should, and they win, like, they'll stay in these types of games. Uh, wow, I did not actually realize that Penn State, or that Rutgers lost to Northwestern, so, gross. Um, <laughs> I, my issue is I don't think this Penn State offense is very good, and I think this Rutgers defense is good enough to slow them down in a spot where, um, I think Rutgers is going to be struggling to get any points. And I just see this being a low, low scoring game. I'm just going to favor um, getting two touchdowns here. And that's really, honestly, you've got a total in the mid forties. 
and a spread of uh, three scores. I just think that's too much. My power numbers have this. Um, I have Penn State favored by 13 and a half. So I think Penn State is going to win this game by multiple scores. But I just don't think they're going to win by two touchdowns and a field goal. Um, and even if they win by that much, I still cover. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's, that's a, that's a really big number and uh, it's hard to trust Penn state, uh, in my opinion, uh, to, to score a, a ton of points. Um, a team that I do expect to score a ton of points this week. Um, uh, I think they're going to have a huge bounce back and that is the Oklahoma Sooners. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm playing this one for one reason and one reason only. And that is, I refuse to believe that Lincoln Riley has back-to-back duds. Um, I think they they come out and they uh, they they put Iowa State on uh, on lockdown here. I, I think Iowa State will you know be able to score enough, but the line is only three and a half um, over on FanDuel. Um, it's a lot worse in other places, so definitely uh, it's worth going over to FanDuel for this one. Um, I actually noticed uh, with a lot of my FanDuel bets this week, uh, so two of the the next two that I, I give out on FanDuel are going to be similar where the line was just a lot better here. Um, but I like Oklahoma to bounce back. Three and a half is not much. They're at home. Um, and Iowa State's not been a great football team this year either. So I know everyone's like down on o- OU after that, that tough loss um, last week to Baylor. But uh, let's not forget that Iowa State just lost to Texas Tech. Uh, so it's not like they're, uh, you know, and they lost to West Virginia two weeks before that. So they've been struggling too. I think OU has a has a get right game. I, I do think. Do you think? Do you think that Spencer or uh, Caleb starts this game? Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and I hope so too for for the sake of uh, my, my. I mean, bet. they only took him out for a little bit. I, I, I. If Spencer Rattler had gone out there and played well, then maybe yeah. you give him the game, but. They've clearly already moved on to the next quarterback option, so there's no reason to delay the inevitable. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're with me on that one. Well, you didn't say you were with me on the pick, I guess. But I'm. Um, I have that. That was a stay away game for me. I have it as pretty close. Um, I think at three and a half, I probably like it uh, slightly. I have it basically at three and a half. So yeah. Yeah, some of the some of the places I go to like kind of bounce some of my research off of, they had it at uh, at three. So I was like, I probably shouldn't play this one, but I just feel so strongly about it that I'm going to. I mean, so- in fairness, Baylor was the better team going into that game. Um, More complete team for sure. Yeah. I mean, I there I'm did I have? Oh, I actually laid the points. I'm disappointed in myself. I wish that was one where I had taken money line and stuck to my convictions. I had Baylor as a as a like three point favorite in that game, uh, going into it. So it's I just don't think this Oklahoma team is special in any way. I think their offense is worse than it has been in recent years. Um, if you adjust for like who they've played on defense, they're actually like not even in the top three offenses this year, which I understand like that's a high, high bar, but for them, that's where they been. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. This is a numbers play. Uh, Liberty minus four at Louisiana. I was looking I at this game. I was curious. I was curious. I'm here. I don't have a huge feel for it. Other than the fact that I think Louisiana is not that good. Um, I think they've been overrated. 
I think Liberty has a little more talent. And yeah, that one was a, I, my numbers looked at it that way. And S&P Plus has Liberty as a five and a half point favorite. So even there, I'm getting a little bit of odds. I think the number is actually shifting in favor of Liberty. So that's a sign that some money is coming in on Liberty as well. So there's a lot of things on this one. What do I have it at four? Yeah. The yeah. number's shifting up to four and a half. So, so get it, get it now. Back to, yeah. So this one's a, if you want in on this game, the number's probably going to continue. It's probably going to hover around four, four and a half until game day. And then there might be some like late movement on it. Yeah, I was leaning Louisiana on this one, but I'm not playing it. Um, but I also have not watched Louisiana play much. And like you say, you feel Louisiana's overrated. I felt like Liberty's been overrated, which is why I bet against them. I mean, Liberty is overrated, but um, yeah, they're, I think they're, I don't know, in a better they're spot. Not a bad here. team. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. My next fan duel play um, is uh, one that I, oh, I forgot to write the line on it. Um, I'm taking uh, Middle Tennessee State um, minus what's the best number I can get. I have it. I think on FanDuel it was at minus three and a half. So I will take that. Um, they were they they would have looked amazing last week. Middle Tennessee State. Um, I mean, sure they were playing FIU, but they won fifty to ten. It was fantastic. Um, Old Dominion to me. Not a good team. Yes, they've won three in a row. They've gotten some stuff um, together, but I think they're they, going to make your. They're going to be one of your few losses on the yeah, uh, futures. It looks like it because they're at. Oh, they already. Yep, they're already at four. I had them at uh, three and a half. So, yep. So screw them. Old Dominion can eat bark. Uh, I don't know if that's an expression, but it should be. But I have this more as a touchdown game for Middle Tennessee State. I, I think that they end up winning by a, a full score. Uh, Middle Tennessee State. Five, four, and one against the spread. So, so not covering a ton, but I do like them. Um, their head-to-head record, uh, Middle Tennessee State has never lost to um, Old Dominion and has blown them out like every single time. Uh, so, so I feel pretty good about this one. Um, gonna roll with uh, yeah, Middle Tennessee State. Let's let's do this. Let's let's easy money right here. Actually, won't say that. But the Blue Raiders. How can you go against a team with that name? I think that one might be a sweat for you, but it'll be a good game. They're all sweats for me, brother. <laughs> or uh, they're blowouts in the wrong direction. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go one that is a little bit gut-feely just based on how they're playing. I think Nebraska is still wildly underrated. Yeah. Um, they, and they haven't quit. Actually... They haven't quit on Scott Frost at all. Like, they're playing hard. Well, let me quickly pull it. I'm trying to look at it. Like So they're second-order wins. So second-order wins are... Based on if you have a like if you took your post game win probability, like that percentage is your second order win. So if you have so say you were sixty percent on the game, that means you got point six win second order wins. Um, so they have six point two second order wins out of ten. So they should be a plus five hundred team, and they just have been really unlucky. Um. They've kept games close. They've really made life difficult on people. And they're actually playing like a fairly difficult schedule. Uh, by my numbers, they have the ninth hardest schedule and they have a plus 500 record. 
I think this is a game where Wisconsin is going to try and just do what they do, which is uh, not let Graham Mertz throw the ball. And I think Nebraska does what they do, which is just keep the game close until the fourth quarter. And then everyone wonders, wait, Nebraska only lost by how much? Mm-hmm. They could have, what? Um, and hopefully they don't ever bring out their field goal kicker this week. Because if they do, it's probably an issue. So, yeah, I uh, if you this one is, honestly, you might even want to wait on this one. Because I won't be shocked if this one goes up to 10 at some books. Uh, and at 10, it's pretty solid. Right now, it's you've got a range anywhere from eight and a half to nine and a half. So yeah, this one might be a wait until the last moment to play, but yeah, I like Nebraska to cover nine and a half points here. Yeah. I like that one too. Um, I mean, I know like before we hit record, you were saying how you still think, or you think Wisconsin has become a a pretty good team. Um, I still struggle to believe that, but um, do you know where they rank in S and P plus right now? I'm sure it's stupid high. Well, I first and foremost, I want to make some things clear. I love S&P Plus. I think it's probably the most uh, objective metric that's out there. It's also broken this year um, because it's really hard to rate some teams when there are so many like really good offenses and really bad defenses or really good defenses and really bad offenses. Um, Wisconsin is the fourth highest team in, according to S&P Plus. Fourth? Fourth. These little, yeah, definitely way higher um, than I would have them. <laughs> they were, you, well, so until last week, you know who was fourth? Clemson. Jeez. Yeah, it's I just, knew I knew that they had a Clemson really high, only because you've told me that, but. Um, yeah, so this is a, this is kind of a weird year for S&P Plus, but I'm, I mean, there Wisconsin now has an identity, um, and I think that it's, I think they're a really strong team. I think they're going to pretty easily ste- like get to the Big Ten Championship. And I'm going to be honest, they're not a team I particularly want to face. Um, like I know Ohio State will have to beat them, and I know that stylistically we're probably fine because Wisconsin can't score 30. Um, but it's just going to be one of those games that makes me a little uneasy. I mean, I have Wisconsin inside my top 10, uh, according to, the, again, power rating, not ranking. Because in rankings they're not, but in power rating they're they're pretty solid. I think I could find ten teams I like more. Well, we won't do that exercise well, you, right I, now. But I I think it's a ten teams that you think like more. But if you were telling me that Vegas right now was setting a line, I don't think they would be an underdog to ten teams. Mm, I want to do this now, but we don't have time. <laughs> but I, now I'm like super curious. Um, all right, let's move on. I'm trying to find, um, if this line has moved or if the total has moved rather, um, I will start talking. Do you, do you have a way to look it up while I'm talking? Um, I I'm talking about temple Tulsa. Yeah. I am taking the under 51. Um, if that's the best number, um, out there still, Oh, I just found it. 51 is available at several locations. Caesars and okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, temple is a team I've been picking on lately. Um, and for good reason, they are terrible. Um, I don't like the 22, um, Tulsa's offense scares me enough that I don't really want to go, uh, play that game. So I'm just going to hit the, uh, total. I don't think temple can score much. Um, but one thing that Temple might be able to do 
um, is run a little bit on Tulsa. That's what they're going to try to lean on. They have been terrible passing the ball. They've been okay running the ball. And Tulsa can be um, can be exposed. Um, their rush defense is not as good as their pass defense. So uh, that means more running the football. I do expect to see um, a fairly even time of possession because uh, I think when Tulsa is successful, they'll be able to move a little bit quicker. But um, 51 just seems way too big. Like, even if uh, Tulsa scores in the upper 30s, I don't think Temple's scoring more than 14. So um, I like this one a lot. I, I was flirting with the idea of just taking the Temple team total under, but I just wanted to play the game instead. So under 51 for me, uh, this is one of my favorite bets of the week, in all honesty, which is gross because it's an under. Unders are great. Learn to love them. Um, I'm going to go with an under. Because I love unders. Uh, Purdue Northwestern under 47 and a half. Um, there are 14 to 15 mile per hour crosswinds in this game. The game will be about 40 degrees at kickoff. The only reason the crosswinds really matter is not because of Northwestern's offense, but because Purdue really is like to throw an it. air it out team. So I think they're going to struggle to put up points um, in the same way that they did recently. Uh, Northwestern's offense is pitiful. It is legitimately one of the worst in the country. They're one of the worst teams in the country. I think this is just a game where Purdue gets out of there with a win. I think they win this game by a fair margin. Honestly, I probably should be looking at the spread on this one, but I don't really want to mess with that as much, particularly in a low scoring game. Honestly, if you told me this game ends like 28 to nothing Purdue. I won't be shocked. Um, and I'm going to, that's the situation. And then I, I mean, I win this game comfortably or I win this bet comfortably. So yep. Purdue. And to be honest, it hits two of my favorite things. It hits a windy under and the Pat Fitzgerald under. There um, you go. You know what I might do? So, um, DraftKings lets you do these same game parlays. Um, and I like to tease, I'll, I might like tease the number up just a tiny bit. Um, and then take Purdue and tease it down a little bit and just feel real nice about that one because I think this is a really safe play. Um, I uh, I wish I would have thought of taking it, actually. Um, let me give you my next one. Um, I'm going to go and, and play um, our, our Crimson Tide. Uh, they seem to be back to what we remembered from seasons past. Uh, their offense is really clicking. Um, they played quite New Mexico nice. State. They played New Mexico State. Yeah, New Mexico I, State. One sec. No, wait. Now I'm obligated to look. New Mexico State in SMP Plus this year is second worst. Can I give you the score? Their scores from the games before that: sixty-three, forty-two, thirty-eight, forty-nine, fifty-two. Yeah, then the twenty against LSU, which wasn't great, and then fifty-nine against New Mexico State. So they, they've been moving the ball. They've been scoring um, a lot of points as of late. I think they're able to do that. I think that I still believe that this Arkansas defense is a little fraudulent. They're a little overrated. Um, the line that uh, the number I got is 20 and a half um, over at, why can't I find that sheet? I got it over at bet MGM at minus 110. I think Alabama wins by three scores. Um, I think they'll end up winning by more than that, but uh, minus 20 and a half felt like a good number to me. Um, again, I don't think Arkansas is going to be able to do that much. And once they get behind and they're, if they're waiting for uh, KJ Jefferson 
uh, to throw the ball a, a ton against this defense. I don't think that's a, a recipe for success. So, yes, this I think this requires Alabama getting out to a, a pretty comfortable lead early, but I think that will happen. So uh, I feel comfortable laying uh, th- just under three touchdowns with Alabama. For what it's worth, I agree with you. I just also am obligated to point out that I don't think we can call any team back based on a performance against New Mexico State. No, that, that's fair. I meant back as in like there was concerns earlier this year. Um, and, you know, anyway, continue on. We don't have to we don't have to navigate these waters any longer. All right. You still have five more plays and I only have three. So do All another right. one. Do another one. OK, I will go to um, I do not like Illinois. Has a, um, they hurt me in basketball this week. I had the minus eight against um, Marquette, I think, and they lost straight up. So screw the fighting Illini. No, um, they're <laughs> they're only averaging fourteen points a game. Um, I think Iowa will keep them under that. I think they they will not again. Uh, similar to uh, what was the other game I was just talking about with a terrible oh Temple. Yeah, I think Illinois struggles in this game mightily. I think Iowa. Uh, gets back to their early season ways where they're able to get uh, a few turnovers and, and positive um, field position. I think they end up winning this game comfortably. Uh, minus 11 to me was uh, was just a fine number to play with. and uh, Or minus 11 and a half, sorry, over on FanDuel. And I just I just think Illinois is a really bad team. I mean, that's this is more of a bet against Illinois. I like that. I'm going to do a bet... Uh on a team that is randomly loved by my model. Uh, and that's Southern Miss um, against Louisiana Tech. They're catching, I think I had it at 16 and a half. Um, let me find my number again. It's good when I'm fully prepared when I have two picks in a row to get ready and <laughs> doing other things. Um, so I have this one substantially closer. Um, is this game tonight? This game might be tonight, so you might not be able to get this. I have Louisiana Tech as about a seven-point favorite in this one, and so the fact that it it's 16-and-a-half, yeah. I, I just think Southern Miss is a pretty reasonable team, so if you can get this one, uh, anything over two touchdowns, I really would take a shot on the, I think they're the Golden Eagles. Yeah, the Golden yep. Eagles. All right. Seems like okay. the best I can do is 16, so I'm going to change mine to 16. Okay. Oh, that's what uh, I have it at, 16. So There you, cool. 16. There you go, yeah. Uh, my next one is I'm doing another under, another bad offense going against, a, this time, a very good offense. Taking Vandy, Ole Miss, under 64 and a half. Uh, my thinking for this is is mainly just, I, I think Ole Miss will score tons of points. I don't think Vanderbilt will. And I don't think, uh, I don't think that this number um, hits more often than not. I have this number closer to um, like uh, 58, 59. Uh, so I feel like I'm getting almost a touchdown's worth of value here. Uh, I do think that uh, this won't be close. <laughs> I think Ole Miss rolls, but it doesn't have to be close. We just don't want that uh, crazy, um, you know, we don't want that over 64 and a half. So I, I think it'll be pretty, uh, I think it'll be a bit of a sweat, but I think they get they take the foot off the gas in the fourth quarter and, you know, Vandy can't do anything with it anyway. So. Um, again, a bet against Vanderbilt. Bet against Vanderbilt. Um, I'm with you on that one. I, I Vanderbilt's terrible. Um, all right, I'm actually. And I really want. Last... I really want them to be good. Which like it'd be Meh. fun. Meh. 
SMU Cincinnati under 65. I think for this number to hit, SMU has to score a lot of points. And while I'm going to give Cincinnati a lot of grief for how they've played recently. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You're taking the under, but for it to hit, you need SMU to score a bunch of points? No, 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 no. I'm saying for the number to hit over 65. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, You would have to get... You have to get a lot of points out of SMU. Got it. Uh, sorry. And I don't think Cincinnati's defense is bad. I think Cincinnati's defense is, is very good. But I do think their offense is wildly overrated. Um, I think their offense, it's they have no playmaking receivers. Correct. Like Their best playmaking wide receiver. It was really funny, actually, because yeah, game day tried to hype up this kid, Alec Pierce. And I, I'll say this he might be good but they tried to hype him up as an nfl player he's he's just not that he's not even close um and they basically that's their passing attack is chuck the ball to alec pierce and hope he makes a play uh every once in a while they go to josh wiley which by the way they should do more frequently he's better um and then if all else fails all right, go scramble around for a while, uh, Desmond Ritter, and hope you do something. And that's their offense. SMU, at least, is a fairly coordinated offense, and I think that they're probably going to like challenge this Cincinnati defense. But if Cincinnati is able to hold SMU under 28, I, I mean, I don't even think this one will be a sweat because uh, I don't think Cincinnati's going to run away with this game. To be honest, I was once again looking at the uh, SMU covering um, just fading Cincinnati principle right now because I I just don't think they're I think they are a team that is now starting to let the pressure get to them. But to be honest, my number has this game at seven at Cincinnati minus seventeen, and I don't feel like going up against it again. So yeah, we're we're gonna go with uh just go with the total on this one, and I'll take under sixty five. So I actually thought because I have it highlighted on my other board. Um, I have SMU at Cincinnati. I was going to take SMU plus 11 and a half. It hit the cutting room floor in favor of the Michigan State, Ohio State over. So that's how close I was to playing it. It was the last one out. In fact, I thought I had a play on this game until I was like, wait, why don't I see it here? <laughs> so uh, I'm with you. I think you're on the right side of that. Um, I think it's going to be a close game to your point. I think SMU, um, I, I think they put a, a pretty good scare into Cincinnati in this one. Um, I've got, I, mean, uh, I def- hope they beat them to be honest. Just so that there's no controversy? Well, no. Number one, I don't want Cincinnati fans to get their heart broken and think that the committee's out to get them. It's just is what it is. They, You didn't have a chance once the first game kicked off at the beginning of the year. Um, and you're not good enough. Like, Cincinnati is a two-touchdown underdog against, I think, any one of the playoff teams. Except for Oregon. Top- no, I, I don't. I think they're probably... I think they're at least a seven-and-a-half-point underdog to Oregon. Oh, I thought you said two touchdown. I did, but I think, yeah, like that one's closer. Well, I'm just saying because like last week, um, Oregon was a was a 14 point favorite against a real crap team. So I couldn't imagine that they would have Cincinnati there as well. Anyway, it's not important. Um, In fairness, I think you're right, though. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think Oregon makes the playoff anyway, but that's fine. (laughs) We can talk about that later. If your next pick uh hits then they're gonna be in very good shape yeah they're gonna lose to oregon state um in the civil war my next pick 
is Oregon. I'm putting half a unit on Oregon Moneyline at Utah. Oregon is going to get up for this game. Um, plus 140, by the way. Plus 140 over at Caesars. I really like Oregon's defense. I, we said at the beginning of the year that um, I feel, felt like Oregon's defense was just like a year ahead of the offense, and the offense would be what holds them back, but their defense looked really, really good to me. Um, they struggled a little bit earlier this year, but that's because they started the year um, with two of their starters in the defensive backfield um, getting suspended. Uh, and Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau was injured. Well, Kayvon's back, and they've found a nice rotation. Um, they've got one of the best safeties in the country. Um, I think I think he's leading the league in interceptions, or leading the country in interceptions, rather. Um, this, this Oregon defense is going to be able to shut down Utah um, enough, I should say. Utah struggled, like I said last week. They struggled against Arizona. Um, I think Oregon, uh, the, only ner- the only nervy part for me is that they've had a couple of really um, – questionable um offensive play calling at times has has left me very befuddled (laughs) um but they have no problem doing like sticking with with what's working i think we see a lot of anthony brown and travis die in this game i don't think that oregon passes for more than 200 yards in this one Uh, i think this is a ground and pound game uh which is why i was tempted to play the under um but you never know so i didn't want to touch that uh i just Oregon in a spot like this, uh, they get up for these games. I know that they disappoint. They don't disappoint usually in the big ones. They disappoint when they should, like last year, Washington State, Oregon State. Um, it's when the when the when they're underdogs is when you really see them show up. Uh, so I, I'm I'm all here for it. I'm ex- I'm extremely excited for this game. Um, I think that it's Oregon State next week that uh, we have to worry about. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you think my numbers are wrong and it says the offense is way ahead of the defense. Is that what they say? Is that what you think? Yeah, markedly. Okay. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, I have this game basically at a pick em. Um I think I have Utah by half a point. So I, I don't know that I would go as far as money line, but... I prefer catching points with Oregon. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's a safe play obviously, but um, I'm, I'm wanting to uh, catch up. No money lines. If you think this game, honestly, if, if you have the numbers like mine, that say half a point, you're better off playing the money line than you are anything less than three and a half probably. So, yeah, I mean the, the numbers I looked at had, had Oregon winning by a touch, uh, not but sorry, by a field goal. So, I feel like uh, I feel I feel good about this one. Um, all right, my last play. And this is just a. It's not a gut feel. It's a. I'm not actually certain that uh, Boston College is great yet, and I'm not entirely sure they should be favored. Um, I'm taking Florida State money line. Uh, I'm gonna look at the best I can get right now. To be honest, it's not a lot. It because it's down to like one and a half point spread. Uh, with Boston College being a slight one or a slight underdog, and the best money line number I can get is plus one ten over at DraftKings. So I'm going to take the Florida State money line. I did consider one and a half is kind of just a pointless one for me. I don't think they're going to lose by a point, so right. I'm just going to lean into take the money line here because I actually have them as a like five point favorite. So that means even if I do give Boston College like a like a three like a three to five point bump for putting back Jerkovic, uh, Jerkovic, blah, blah, blah. I'm still favoring um, Florida State in this matchup. So 
Yeah, I, I, I think Florida State's really starting to figure things out. I think Mike Norvell's doing a pretty good coaching job to finish out the year. Um, and that's why I'll be wildly interested in that Florida-Florida State game. Oh, yeah, yeah, next week. That will be fun. Um, let's see. I, for my last pick, this one's kind of zany, wonky, but um, I think this number assumes that Brennan Armstrong is not playing. I think Brennan Armstrong will play. I think they kept him out last week because that game essentially didn't matter too much. This is the game that really matters. I'm taking Virginia Moneyline versus Pitt. Get this at 460 over at Caesars Sportsbook. I love this number. Um, the 460, that is. They are two touchdown underdogs, so this is a long shot, which is why I'm only putting half a unit on it. But Virginia, I think, has an offense that can beat just about anyone. They also have a defense that can lose to just about anyone, um, as we have seen. Um, but I, I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. I think this can, could end up a, a lot like the, uh, the, the Louisville game in uh, early October that was a back-and-forth um, kind of offensive explosion. So. Uh, give me Virginia money line plus 460. Um, if you want to play the cowards game and just take the 15, go for it. I want that 460 juice. Let's do it. You do under like I understand what you're doing with that. <laughs> Calling it the cowards play to like, <laughs> grind out a win. Um, I- uh, I know it's, it's like, like every this is literally not every advice. Uh, <laughs> do not ever do what he just did. Um, let's no, be clear. I, I like Virginia. Brendan Armstrong. I, like Virginia. Is, I think the general consensus that I'm seeing at the moment is most people believe Brendan Armstrong is out again this week. Um, he is the second most expensive quarterback over on DraftKings. That doesn't mean worth. anything. They set <laughs> these numbers like three weeks out. And they basically don't want to risk. He was warming. Him. He was warming up last game, like before uh-huh. the game. Uh huh. <laughs> and he never. He was confirmed out like a day and a half beforehand. He just is out there throwing. He has bad. Here's the thing. Saying his price on this is well, it's because if he does show up, they don't want to have him at like six thousand and have him break the slate. So you, you mean put like, him up like there. Clifford. Well, I think it's Clifford's you, at six thousand. Anyway, it's not important. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is you don't want to put if. If you put him priced at what he is, if he were going to be out, if you thought he was going to be like no chance he was playing, his price would be somewhere in the like six to seven thousand range. But because it's a chance, you put him up because he's averaged thirty seven points or thirty seven point seven points per game on DraftKings. So, yeah. All right. We didn't actually make lineups this week, but we're just going to talk about DFS. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm making one right now, so. Um, I'm not in Kentucky right now, so I can't make one. You know, you can't even see them? I mean, I can look at it. I just oh, can't okay. hit submit. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that Bijan Robinson is out for the year. Good. He played his last down for for Texas. You think so? I think te- I think Texas is going to look very different next year. I think You think he's going to transfer out? No, I think he might sit out. Um, wow. I'm not convinced. I, so there are some reports out there that are purely speculative, speculative that Texas is anticipating somewhere in the range of 30 to 40, uh, transfer portal exits this, uh, Whoa. this off season, um, That's or crazy. to have 30 to 40 players leave and that they're going to not only max that they're going to max out on what they're allowed on, uh, incoming freshmen, but they're also going to then 
um, maximize what they're allowed within the portal to bring in. So this is a team that is fully anticipating um, a complete teardown. So, yeah, I mean, this team's weird. Not I would not be shocked. Like if, let's say... Texas loses three starting offensive linemen or three meaningful offensive linemen. If you're Bijan Robinson, do you think you already have enough film out there that your um your combine performance alone is enough to get your combine performance plus a season and a half is enough to get you drafted mid day two? Yeah. So absolutely. if you're Bijan Robinson, what is the upside in playing? Because if if you anticipate that Texas is going to be struggling along the line, then yeah, I, I think it's it's risky. So I, that's speculative, but I would I would not be shocked if we have seen the last of Bijan Robinson in college. Oh well, that's that's kind of sad. It's not. Let or I'll I'll put something else out there in the in the world. Hopefully, he transfers to a good program. Sure. <laughs> go to Arizona State after they fire Herb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, okay. I, 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 I can buy that. Um, so, all right. Uh, so quarterbacks. Uh, can I, we just talk about the outlier here or the one number here that doesn't make sense? What's that? Or there's two. One, Kenny Pickett should not be 9100. That number's stupid low. So do you think he's stupid like a low. smash? Yeah, I feel like Kenny Pickett is pretty close to uh he will be a highly owned player this week because Virginia's defense is bad and Pitt plays at a high-paced offense that only likes to throw. That is a bad number for him. And by bad, I just mean why is he the sixth most expensive quarterback? Um and then the other one that doesn't make sense to me is CJ Stroud at 9500 as the fifth most expensive quarterback against a team that allows explosive passing. So yeah. So those I, are the two I, quarterbacks that are expensive that stood out. Yeah. So I actually did put a lineup together when you were talking and I, I actually kind of like it uh, quite a bit. Um, I am taking CJ Stroud and I'm taking the cheapest Ohio state receiver that is, you know, of the big three and that's Chris Olave at 6,400. So I got a nice stack there. Then I'm going to play that same game. And I'm also going to, because we do have the over 66 and a half in that, like both of us do, like we think that will be one of the higher scoring games on the slate. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh thorn and, and, uh, and read as well. So I've got a double stack in that game and that makes me uh, salivate. I was going to use a different word, um, but that's just inappropriate. The children might yeah. be listening um, because I'm paying up in, in some of those spots. Um, I saved a crap ton of money by going with, you're going to be so mad at me. Um, I'm going with Rashawn Johnson, um, Bijan's backup at Texas. No, um, I think he's good. He's okay. only 3,800. So you can really um, <laughs> save a ton of money. And then I'm going with Hassan Haskins because uh, Blake Quorum is out. Um, and he's only 7,600. So I kind of liked him at the running back. Uh, some of the other running backs out there, my computer is frozen. Uh, so it's not pulling it up for me. Um, uh, I, I was looking at Trevion. Obviously, is is every week he's worth looking at. But I just wanted to go with a passing game this week, uh, which is why I went with Olave and Stroud. Um, some of the other running backs up here. I mean, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker are the uh, two most expensive, and then Brian Robinson Jr. is right up there too. They're all north of nine thousand. Um, 
were there were there any other names on here that kind of jumped out at you? I was, so I'll, I was I'll go a little in bit Kyron, cheaper. But I'll go a little bit cheaper. Um, I think Mayan Williams uh, actually out carried uh, Travion Henderson last week, and I do. I think he they're trying. They're really now. I've said this like three weeks ago, but it seems like they're now actually starting to try to limit Travion Henderson's workload. And they're also trying to redshirt or they're trying to hold on to the redshirt for true freshman Evan Pryor. They're missing Marcus Crowley. He's out for the year and master Teague is missing time, which means that that backfield really might only have two options um, at least for the short term. And so if this game becomes a blowout, which is possible, mine Williams has a lot of value. Another name out there is Phil Maffa for Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Last week was weird. We, uh, Clemson just didn't use Will Shipley, um, and the reasoning was because they were playing Connecticut. That was the whole reason. I don't know that I fully buy that story. So Maffa is just an interesting name at thirty six hundred. He should get some work. Uh, and if he does, Wake's defense is really, really bad. And then the last name I'll mention in that same range, I think Penn State's starting to figure out that their best running back is Kayvon Lee. Like, finally. Yeah. I've been talking with Jordan yeah. about this for like a month. He's the only one that can actually potentially average five plus yards per carry. Every single other running back they have on that roster is trash. Um, so the issue with Lee is he's bad in pass protection. So he may not be on the field for whatever. Um, he may not be on the field for 50 plus, 50 plus percent of the snaps, but I do think that he's going to get a fair amount of work. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it running back. But yeah, the I mean, the expensive guys, I think you're you're on the right side. I was going right to say guy. another guy uh, to look at would be um, uh, Jay Sean Corbin, Florida State's running back. He's He's really been... Uh, he's pretty dynamic Um, Texas A&M Aggie and he's going up against um, a pretty um, sorry ah, I can't speak Uh, Boston College's ranks ranks 14th against the pass but 205th against the run Uh, so um, I'm actually flirting with a a change in my lineup taking (laughs) um, taking out crap who did I have in there Haskins and putting in Corbin and then um, spending up a little bit more um, at wide receiver. All right, so let's jump into wide receiver a little bit, though, and just look at some of the options. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the three Ohio State receivers. Right. Um, Smith and Jigba is now the most expensive one because he is... Uh, Producing the most. Clearly, well, he's, <laughs> yeah. the, he's clearly the one that um, Stroud has the best rapport with, but he's also the least likely to be a deep threat based on how they utilize him because Stroud's strength as a passer is in the mid range passes where accuracy really matters and not necessarily arm strength. Um, and that's where Smith and Jigba is kind of just making people look silly. Um, so that's why he's getting a lot of volume. So I think that's, it's, it's viable. Um, I don't know how Jordan Addison is only 7,100. Yeah. That one seems silly low to me. I'm trying to figure out a way um, to get him in there. I can't, but. And then let's see if there's anyone. I think your read plays probably right on, particularly if Naylor actually does sit. And then is there anyone else that stands out? Not a ton. I mean, 
take a flyer on someone on Clemson. Like take. I was wondering. Try about and that look too. at re- at results. I mean, look at like the most recent games and seeing who's actually getting utilized. Uh, which I'm too lazy to do at the moment. Um, but that that's one. And then Parker Washington, four thousand on Parker Washington. I'll be honest, that dude made me have nightmares because he really would just get open um, in the middle of the field against our defense. And he does it. He's not going to like break away for like a 50 yards after catch, but he's going to get you like eight or nine yards after catch and probably catch it at about eight to nine yards. So he's getting chunk plays. Uh, I think he's pretty dangerous. And to be honest, 4,000 is just way too cheap for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I, I totally agree with that. Also, if um, you want a super cheap dude, Lorenzo Styles Jr. for Notre Dame is just interesting. He's starting to get a little bit more playing time. He's only one if you're like really needing something super cheap. Um, and he's I also at like um, for some mid-range guy, Jaden Hazelwood at 6,000 is kind of interesting. Um, and then uh, Austin Jr., Kevin Austin Jr. for Notre Dame. Uh, Georgia Tech is uh, 279th against the pass um which is it's not good pretty, pretty bad <laughs> so um so yeah so there's some options there and, and and hazelwood with caleb williams had been pretty good so um so yeah so, so i changed off. my lineup i changed yeah. my lineup after we've talked through it a little bit i've got cj stroud and uh thorn at quarterback my running backs are i'm going with rashawn johnson and Jashawn corbin at wide receiver i've got chris Olave, jaden reed and then i did go with parker washington um, or, or Kevin Austin Jr. Um, is my other wide receiver. So I'm going with a four wide receiver set because I'm playing one in the flex. Got to have $100 remaining. You have money remaining? Who are you? I know, right? <laughs> well, cool. Uh, that was awesome. Um, yeah, do you want to do a quick, do you want to do a quick rundown of your, of your uh, best bets? And then we're going to get out of here. I have to cook dinner for my kids. It's already six thirty. Right, sleep. Um, I've got Rutgers plus 17 and a half at Penn State. I've got Liberty minus four against Louisiana. I have Nebraska plus nine and a half at Wisconsin. I've got Purdue and Northwestern under 47 and a half. Florida State money line at plus 110 uh, against Boston College. I've got Southern Miss at plus 16 at Louisiana Tech. I've got uh, SMU, which I blanked on what that was. Uh, SMU and Cincinnati under 65. I've got Ohio State, Michigan State over 66 and a half for two units. And then I've got Cal minus one and a half at Stanford. Nice. I've got Wake plus four and a half at Clemson. I've got Iowa State um, at OU, taking OU minus three and a half. Iowa minus 11 and a half at home versus Illinois. Arkansas at Alabama minus 20 and a half. Uh, Middle Tennessee State. I think that what, what was the number I had on that? I don't have it written down here. Uh, Middle Tennessee State was, it was like minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. Yep. Then I've got Michigan State, Ohio State over 66 and a half along with you. I've got ECU minus three and a half at Navy. I've got the Vandy Ole Miss under 64 and a half. That's actually at plus 100 on DraftKings. I've got Temple Tulsa under 51. And then my two half unit money line plays. I've got Virginia money line upset over Pittsburgh at 460. And I've got the Oregon money line over Utah at plus 140. Awesome, man. I'm excited for some football. Um, Any final words for our listeners today on this beautiful Wednesday evening? Bye, Jackson Smith and Jigba. There you have it. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you very much for listening.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.